And we are on. Welcome back to another podcast from Nobody Cares About Dad. Martin bopping away there to the theme tune. Ride the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Mate, do, you know, do you know, it's funny. Every time I hear that, I'm like, I must listen to the rest of that song. Because I actually quite like it. But I always forget it. And then the next time we do the podcast, I go, I must listen to the start of that song. <laughs> I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to listen to the, I'm gonna I'll listen to the song tonight. How are you, mate? You good? Oh, good, mate. We haven't done one of these. Been... We haven't done one. It's, it's a couple of weeks. Couple two weeks, yeah, and um, I, I haven't really spoken to you in a little while, either. We, we, we've been doing the dad reacts and talking yeah. quite regularly, but slowed up on that recently. But how have you been? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Enjoyed the uh, the Easter and um, well, the May Bank holidays, the April Bank holidays. We've had two. Sure. Got one coming up this weekend. Yeah, we'll yeah. Be before this comes out, which will make no sense in the timeline. Yeah, yeah, this is like my this is like my this is like my prediction I did when I we had Derek on the first time and I wore the Italy shirt and I said um, by the time this comes out Italy would have won the Euros (laughs) and they did. (laughs) Oh, actually, here's a prediction. So tonight it's 140 million on on the Euro Millions lottery. So by the time this comes out, I would have won the Euro Millions lottery. I haven't bet on it, but if you do win it, can I have something? You can have something, mate. Yeah, yeah, nice house, car. Yeah, I get a nice house in Grantham. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Cost nice me what? Cost me what? Twenty grand. Mate. <laughs> right, look. Um, enough of us. Uh, let's let us bring in tonight's guest, all the way from Austin, Texas, my favourite city in the US. Uh, we have Beth Webster. Beth, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic, yeah. Actually, that's, that's that's a complete lie. I'm not fantastic. Actually, I'm actually I'm ill again. Like I'm, I feel like this last the COVID. Uh, I've been watching you. I'm yeah, watching I had you. had COVID recently, and then I'm uh, playing my wife, violin for you. Yeah, keep playing. Um, <laughs> my, my, I've got a I've got a charity football game on on Thursday on soccer game on Thursday. At a, at a quite a decent stadium here, and uh, my wife got ill the other day, and I was like, "Do not come near me with that cold, because I do not want to be ill for Thursday." And today I've started with the tickle and the, the runny nose. But I don't. No, I mean, I had, COVID, I had COVID four weeks ago, so I can't imagine it's COVID again. All I'm hearing is Thursday night excuses. <laughs> Free lining them up, so when you had a mare, yeah, poorly like, yeah. is what it is. But, <laughs> Sorry, I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were amazing, you'd be like, weren't ill, haven't been at all. Right. Yeah, true, yeah, true. Probably <laughs> probably true. Beth, how are you doing? How how are things over the pond? Um, well, we are going through a drought, which is horrible. And I'm I'm from New York and I'm not used to this. I feel it makes you feel like you shouldn't breathe, you shouldn't take a shower. Yeah. And we've gotten like 200,000 more people into our city and we didn't get a new reservoir. So it's like, and they came, we had two good years and everybody's like, yay. And now we're back. They call them El Nina and some other Nina. And it, I don't know what it means. It just means it rains and it doesn't rain. So we had rain yesterday and you would have thought it was manna from heaven. And there were people who just moved here and they're like, what are these people doing? People dancing in the street. Um... Yes. Yes. And holding their mouths open and just crying. Yes. And all these new Californians are like, what is happening? What have we You've had an influx from California, haven't you? From uh, oh, yeah. oh, Texas. My God. House values are 
like unfortunately we decided to rent we missed the boat on this we missed a lot of boats yeah but people's homes have doubled it's just crazy and, but we've all we forgot to tell these californians that we don't have water just to mention it it's, it's coming up yeah. now I remember, as, as I mentioned just before the podcast, my friend lives in Houston and he, he brought a house just before COVID, I think it was. Honestly, like, honestly, mine, you see the size of this this mansion that he lives in and it's like it costs the same as my little three bedroom detached here, but it's it's got a pool, it's got everything. Yeah. I saw, um, I think it was a TikTok. I think everything's on TikTok these days. Um, and it showed, it was like literally the value of houses and, the, and what you'd get in the UK and then different yeah. areas in, in America and stuff. And what we get over here is ridiculously bad. Although they, they do sting you on the property tax in America, don't they? Yeah, but it's not. I mean, we're getting. Texas isn't bad. We're starting to be like you. It's really sad. Mm. You got all these young couples and everybody's saying two years ago, this was half the price. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're starting to understand what you guys have been through. Yeah. And, um, we had no sympathy before. Sympathy is hard. You know what I mean? It's really, yeah. but now we're kind of, I understand what it's going through, but we have these monster homes and now we have to air condition them. We're, 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 ter- we're having to become green. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard because in Texas, everything, everything honestly is bigger. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Your ha- our hamburgers are so much better than your hamburgers. You guys I've been to your top-notch hamburger. I love London. I have friends in London. I'm like, you don't, you guys no. rebel and fight. And I don't know if you're vegetarians, but even <laughs> veggie burger, everything, the sizes, you need to look at, you need to come over. Take we use some pizza by the slice. Yeah. Oh, what we are, sli- everything, the pieces are this, pizzas are this big. Everything is fun here it's just fun. Yeah. yeah i remember i remember going to texas state fair and um a deep fried coca-cola if you can believe that martin oh, yeah oh yeah last year we had deep fried <laughs> butter which is yeah i mean yeah. we just do it how do you deep fried coca-cola I don't know how they do it but it tastes pretty good oh yeah yeah ice it up and then yeah we do everything everything mm. like that yeah it's deep fried everything but last year it was butter which really was a trick, I think. Yeah, I've had yeah. that. I've had deep fried butter. I had deep fried corn on the cob. That was my favorite. The deep deep fried corn on the cob. Oh yeah, deep fried Milky Ways. Deep, yeah, you know candy bars. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. We, we've had the Mars bars over here. What's yeah. The, yeah. What's the, oh, the 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 breaded with like white marshmallow in the middle that everybody says that like, oh my god the s'mores are you talking no, about s'mores no it's they're, they're in little wrappers and people say like when it's the end of the world like they'd be like these are things that people seem to eat after like a year or five years oh, what are they call marshmallows are air that's a waste of of time <laughs> i can't I'm take gonna, it i'm trying to think i'm gonna google what google, they are it's like it. a breaded tree oh Martin, I've just, I just found a picture of the deep fried coke that I'm just going to put on the screen for you just so you can have a look what it looks like. See? See how good that is? It's like blue donuts of, of Coca-Cola. Yeah. We're geniuses when it comes to fattening food. <laughs> There's no one like us, really. No. No. <laughs> oh, but look, um, 
Beth, one of the things we do on this podcast at the beginning is we like to go back to the beginning and the podcast is called Nobody Cares About Dad. So we like to explore people's relationships with their fathers. Uh, so, yeah, what, 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 was, what was it like for you growing up with, with, your, with your father? Well, OK, so I am really, really old and my father was even older. So I'm talking about like the early 60s and my dad, we lived in New York and you maybe have seen episodes of Mad Men, that TV show about the advertising yeah. on him. Okay, my dad was the poor man's John Ham. Okay? <laughs> he was so amazing. He would do anything for a free meal. He had to sell this huge printing press that was 3,000 pounds more than the new attractive models, and it cost more money. So he was an excellent salesman. And I, I had three brothers and my mother was always upset. So my father just took me with him, not to the amusement park. I got in the car no matter where he went. And I think, you know, all these dads are like, oh, we're going to the kid movie and we're going to the kid fun house. And I'm like, no, take your kid to the hardware store. I was bored yeah. with my life. I understood the, you know, Dumbo, I got it. I wanted to see him in action. So he mm. would take me to his office if I had like I went to Catholic school so I had millions of days off and yeah. he would just say do you want to go and my brother my older brother was afraid of him because my dad talked to everybody and I jump on the train with him go to the city and he knew everybody because he got paid a salary and his entertainment salary was just as much so People would come in from other cities and they'd want to meet Jack Parr. They'd want to meet Rodney Dangerfield. And my dad knew them. Mm. That's how we sold these printing presses because the guys would have so much fun. And he, and he knew a lot of girls. And his, he, he was on the Lower West Side, Upper West Side, whatever, Germantown. Um, and his best friend was this guy named Jimmy. And Jimmy was a dwarf. And... He was his best friend because Jimmy would get them into the baseball games for free. He'd get them free meals. <laughs> he knew how to play. And so yeah. it was great. So my dad hired him and the two of them would go out on calls. And what Jimmy would do when he would meet somebody is he had a stutter. And it was a fake stutter, but he would stutter. And then the guys would go, oh, my God, Jimmy, what are you selling? I'll buy it. <laughs> And I'll just keep on taking notes. <laughs> we meet these women on the train and they'd be like Irish grandmas, right? Or Italian actually was his favorite. Mm -hmm. We would go home with them because they would tell my dad about their Italian sausage or their, uh, the way they did green peppers. And we wouldn't go home. We'd go to her house. We got so many free meals. He was <sighs> But if he'd just taken me to Dumbo, I would have never known him. Yeah. I, he didn't have to entertain me. He didn't buy me anything. He just had a job to do. And I got in the car. I helped him with his errands. Yeah. It's, it's so much easier than always making it kid time, you know? Yeah. I did enjoy kid time, but I certainly more enjoyed the adult aspect of, um, of life. So he was, he was great. I love dads. I mean, if my parents were going to get a divorce, I was going to go with my dad. He was, you guys don't get any credit for anything. Nothing. You're not, you're not treated like when there's a divorce, if the guy gets half the time with the kid and yeah. it's a girl and everybody's like, oh my God, how can he take care of a teenage girl? 
Well, she gets better grades and she's less promiscuous, you know, mm. like it's, it's my dad did this thing that was so crazy. I, I got a little fat in high school, so you have to add that in, but Bill was, I still, I still had dates and my father was a genius. He would befriend the guy. He didn't go, you're taking my daughter out. He was like, oh, Warren, you look like the nicest guy. And he'd sit down with the guy, listen to the guy's dreams, and the guy wouldn't touch me. He would not touch me. I love your dad. Is your dad home? <laughs> he was like, well, I think I'm taking notes here. Notes, Martin. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm writing them down. That was amazing. I've got two girls. Oh, oh my God. And then he had this theory like people, he was a great smoker too. Oh my God. Oh my God. He, the way he would light a lady's cigarette, it was kind of like now Voyager with Betty um, Davis, you know, like he just, he had these seductive moves. And I told my mom when we all got married, I was like, mom, why don't you divorce him? You know, he can come and live near me. I'll take him. And because she tormented him, she never liked anything he said. You know how it is. Yeah. And so um, she was like, she says to me like this, like she was, she hated the fun he had. She hated the friends he had. Yeah. And so she said to me, my name is actually Mary Beth. Okay. And, and the way she said Mary ruined Mary for me. She go, oh, Mary, what a wonderful idea. Divorce your father and let someone else make him happy. I don't think so. I said, you're like, you're like, you're like worse than the Wicked Witch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, Daddy got out of the house. You know, it's just like whatever fun he had, he deserved it. He yeah. was, he was great. But yeah, I see these, I see these dads alone in the hardware store, the grocery store. I'm like, grab your kid. You know, just yeah. Was was that was that uh, uncommon around among your friends? How your relationship was with your dad, or was that fairly common? Well, especially since I had three brothers, and he should have been with my brothers. And he started a Boy Scout troop, and I was a girl Boy Scout. I I didn't really know how to be with girls. Right. I didn't think they were, and especially in my day they were actually playing with Barbie who once I found out Ken didn't have anything, I was out. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> totally, totally out of it. But boys were, boys were doing things and he was doing things. My mother was baking. So, mm. you know, it was to me. And I think girls are much more fun nowadays, much more fun. We didn't even have teams we could be on. We, you know, cheerleading. Well I was going to ask, did that affect though your relationship with women as, as growing into a teen as a teenager? Then, oh yeah, oh yeah. I had, um, I'd say, really one best friend, and um, and and I just stuck with her. And then her brother was our other best friend. So yeah, I had. Uh, and then when I lost weight, it even got more complicated. Like women in my day. The competition was what you look like. Really? I mean, now, you know, women didn't have jobs back in, like there weren't preschools. There weren't, there, it's, it wasn't that world. In fact, you couldn't even get a checking account without your husband's signature. Yeah. That's how old I am. I mean, I've been watching you guys. I've been watching what's happening. And I just think you deserve a little more respect. 
you know? And I don't think it's funny what people say. And I mean, I think men take a lot, a lot of hits. I do. But I also think you get passive aggressive and you got a little cave you can go into. And I think, I don't think you should push back like Johnny Depp or anything, but you yeah. know, just a little. Well, I was, gonna ask, I was gonna ask, have you been keeping, keeping up to date on that, on that thing? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'll tell you what the problem was with that if you want to know the truth. And I'm yeah. speaking out of, you know, tales out of school. All right, don't think any woman wants to sign a pre prenup agreement. Do not believe her. She will get you back later. It is the most insulting thing you can do. And it makes a lot of sense and I get it. But I have, I guess I've seen 10 cases in my real life. It don't end, it does not end well. No. It's, you're, you're pretty much stating to, to the woman that I don't think this is going to last. Yeah, and to her family, yeah. and to the best friend, she's not really that great, is what you're saying. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and it's, it's. I think you're going to take half. <laughs> I think this isn't going to last, so yeah. I'm just covering my ass, which yeah. doesn't fill anybody with any confidence. It, well, and it's it's humiliating. I think yeah. the biggest thing with girls is don't publicly humiliate her. Mm. You can privately humiliate her and she'll decide whether she wants to tell her friends. But if you publicly do something like that, and we've got this big thing in America where these couples are living together for 12 years, these girls are like ready to blow because it looks to their friends like he's still on the fence, you know? You're still auditioning for the role. So is that me? No, I don't think it's me. Oh, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> let's, just, let's just pretend that didn't happen. It could have been my dog's barking, which I'm expecting. Probably, probably Amber Heard saying, can you get into the uh, to the court case and defend me? Yeah. Oh, Lord, I'm, a mare. I'm not actually on her side. Is anyone? Is anyone? I've not seen one Amber Heard positive comment or TikTok or Facebook. It's all been pro Johnny Depp. I'll tell you something funny though. I did a play in Austin and the guy who played Sam Houston um, had been on a movie with Amber Heard when she had one of her girlfriends. Okay. He said, and this was way before this ever happened. This was like four or five years ago. And we were just talking about a million things, not even about them. He said her magnetism her sexual, whatever, like chemistry, the guys were going nuts. And his wife was right with him. And she said, yeah, it was like, I was going nuts. He, you know, she got Elon Musk. How does she do it? She's mm. got something. Mm. And, and it's kind of ferocious. And the guys were kind of scared of it. But you know how it is with fire. You want to I can get that, you know, she's a very attractive woman and, you know. Looks like she can do something that somebody else can't do. Yeah. I understand that though, because there are people that you meet where you go, fucking hell, the energy that that person has, wow. Um, but yeah, I think it's, there's, there's a, 
with people like that though there is a you know I, mean, I don't know how to articulate this properly but you know when people talk about the fine line between insanity and um greatness right or well, i think with that kind of chemistry there can also be a fine line between someone who's charismatic and amazing but then is also psychotic yes yes like it's just um the pendulum swings right yeah it's just really on the edge yeah. and she had that she yeah. had everybody coming and going at the same time. Yeah. So that's, I have to factor that in. Like, why did Johnny Depp marry her? She's not that great looking, let's face it. She's good. No. She's yeah. good. But she's, and Elon Musk, how do you, how do you, you know, he's got some different kind of girl in mind, that kind of spacey girl, yeah. you know? And then she's kind of straight up just blonde. She's, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. What we, uh, we refer to her as a social climber. In, in, yeah. Uh, in 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 our other videos, we uh we we've discussed her in in depth a little bit, and she certainly. I think Johnny Depp was a step yeah. in her career career ladder. This is you know because at the moment, up until this court case, she's come out of it smelling of roses. Mm. Um, but this 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 being so public now, and 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 it, them going against each other, she's not looking good. So hopefully, I, I think I think it. it, it... What I'd like to think it is it, it people siding with Johnny, not because it's Johnny and everyone loves the character of Johnny Depp, but actually people can recognise the behaviours that she's portraying, how she's... So I, I, I said it to you on our, on our chat, Martin, I've got a friend who's been in a very similar relationship to Amber Heard and Johnny, and but to the outside world, she looked like five foot tall, beautiful girl, like, but I've seen wow. her going mental, like... You, I can see that she's the aggressor. And I, I, I recognise in their relationship something that I've seen in someone else's. And I think that's what a lot of people can probably see with this case. I hope, I, I hope it does, does do the, us men a justice. Because, you know, there are, there are a lot of men out there that... There are a lot of scumbags out there that overstep us, you know. Yeah. And the full book should be... But there are a lot of guys out there that do fall victim to lies and you know look at how amber heard has acted if we didn't see any of the evidence you would probably go yeah he, he's, he was sniffing cocaine he was drinking well, they, well you just have to go back to 2016 when when she first gave that yeah. uh, evidence and that's what everybody did and that's why johnny was cancelled because they hadn't seen all the stuff that yeah. came after yeah. it yeah and and i think my dad was um emotionally abused because I took him out of it. Uh, something very bad happened. I took him out of it and he wanted to go back. She, you know, like nibbled to death by ducks or you know, paper cutted to death. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, she never let up on the guy. He couldn't chew properly. It was like, God, it's exhausting. Mm. And that's what she was doing to him. So I, I have great sympathy. And I think you do. Like one time my dad, um, <laughs> He just, we're in the bedroom and everything's great. And she's just, Mack, Mack, you know, like that. He turns she around. Sounds like, she sounds like my wife. <laughs> this, this is, but this, the you know, it just, it was years, okay? And it was February in New York, so it was snowy. Yeah. And we had a big old house. And he put his fist through a wall that was like eight inches thick. Because it was an old house. Just right through it. And then he just uh, left the room. Like, you know, that whole thing with the cabinets, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. 
but it was shocking because he didn't say anything and it didn't, he didn't even change expression. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they break up then, your, your parents eventually or? Oh no, they never divorced. They never. No. Because no. I, I, I see this a lot with, with friends here. And do you think there was an element of, uh, so for me, for, for men here, I, I, I find that a lot of men don't want to leave because they don't want to lose access to their children and the relationships that they have with their children. Or maybe they have a fear of somebody else bringing up their kids. Do, was, do you think there was an element of that or was he always just, was he madly in love? What, 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 do, you think, what, what do you think it was? I, I think he definitely didn't want to leave her with the children. Yeah. I think he definitely didn't have enough money. Okay, so back in our day, um, when a guy got a divorce, it wasn't 50-50. It was you keep her in that house and you sleep in your car. And that, you know, he, he was doing better than that. But the house we had was expensive. And she was, yes. she was a spender. So she would like hide clothes underneath the bed. And she kept him kind of, you know, he didn't have a good savings account. Let's put it that way. Sure. I do think in some way, uh, everybody stayed married back then. That was his yeah. wife. You yeah. Know? And, it, you know, I, I don't know what he did. He'd come home pretty late sometimes. I, I, if, I don't know what he did. She, she. We all know, know what he did. I, I know he spent <laughs> a lot of money. I know he, if, if it wasn't his money, if it was the company's money, he would entertain you. Like nobody's business. Yeah, it's his money. You were you were splitting a ham sandwich. He was a very <laughs> very complicated guy. You know? so, yeah. So I like to go out with him when he was entertaining, because yeah, it's, it's, it is it's the funny stuff thing is interesting. Everybody's talking about it. It's a and, different generational thing, though, isn't it? These days, you know, I even going back just as back as far as my parents, they they stuck it out for a long time my grandparents they stuck it out you know the the you know we're talking about that they met young and were together until they died well um, it's so easy to walk away today though isn't it yeah. it's just so easy to just move on yeah it's, oh, it's i can tell you a secret okay this is a really good one well, okay, if, so, if you tell us a secret it is going to go out to a lot of people on the podcast yeah but it's a good uh, you can't get to me so <laughs> <laughs> so anyway okay um I've been married for 46 years, okay? So I got married at 21. I was crazy in my 20s. Are you, I, are you happily married? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, we asked, many of these years have been spectacular. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, we, we, we had a great chemistry, I will say. Yeah. Like, we got married in three months, so it was kind of a crazy scene. But mm. we had major fights. And I didn't, we went to marriage counseling. And because of my parents, I didn't know that there was a word called compromise. I thought it was death or live, you know? So yeah. I had a lot of learning to do, but now that we're so old, oh my God, it's like, we're two lemmings. We're heading towards the edge of the cliff. We don't fight anymore. There's no divorce. Somebody's gonna die. We're like so in love. And we have the, you know, kids, we have the history and we, we almost called it quits a couple of times. And it's, you see these older couples in there. Once we went on this cruise, I saw all these happily, together couples, right? Went up to every single one of them. You know, it was a cruise all the way to Europe. So I had plenty of time. <laughs> and um, they, the ones that were happy were not married. It was second marriages, second relationships. But the thing is, you don't have any hormones. 
you don't care. You're like a four-year-old. You know how your four-year-old just hands over the lollipop? It's yeah. like, no, it's like all that raging testosterone and, and estrogen. Oh my God. It, so don't divorce her. Just, just, you know, it's going to get better. Why'd you time? <laughs> yeah. And then somebody's going to get sick, like, you know, and you're going to go, oh my God, I love you so much. And the yeah. other thing is, oh, so I do see these guys, right? They got a divorce from their wife. The, maybe a wife, you got to have her for like 20 years. If she's going to take care of you. I've you only got five sick, more, five more to go then. Huh? Like, hmm. yeah, five more to go. <laughs> because if you get sick and you, if you, okay. So like my, my father-in-law lived in this place called Hilton Head. These women wouldn't marry these guys because they didn't want to take care of them when they got sick. Yeah. You know, you got to think about this. You need to have a nice, nice place to, to fall apart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, Although it's 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 funny though. So I, I live in I live in Cheshire. I don't know if you know the UK at all. Um, yeah. But so Cheshire, I don't know would, that. Cheshire would probably if if I equate it to where you are, um, maybe like you know the nice part of Long Island, not quite the Hamptons, but you know. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Long Island. That's where I'm from. Yeah, like okay. Washington or yeah. My friend lives. My friend lives in. Um, Oh, what's the, 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 the is it? Pa, I can never pronounce the Indian names, but is it Pachaqua or pa, Oh yeah, pa, yeah, 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 yeah. I know where he is. Oh, he's yeah. in the gorgeous section. Yeah, yeah, it's stunning. Um, so that's that's sort of like where I live here. Good. And now the women, the, but but the women around here. So I, I've got a friend who uh, she's got this rule where she won't date anyone that doesn't earn two hundred fifty thousand pound a year. Um, but she always says, "My mum taught me." That you marry first for money and second for love. No, no, <laughs> don't do that. Well, that's but oh, that's man, what we you do. Gotta sleep with this guy every single night. <laughs> make that like a top priority. Oh, it's yeah. such a mistake. I hate yeah. But, but you see that so much around here. Like you, you really do. I feel sorry for you guys because she's telling you, "Oh, I can't wait till we get married. I can't." Wait. <laughs> you, you know, I told my boys. I said, "Look, clean up." <laughs> you're gonna think when you see a girl and she's easy it might actually be that she just can't keep her hands off of you you be mm. careful about this one you know this virtuous girl that can keep her hands off you that's not exactly the right thing you might you know and a girl that makes a mistake and she's just like i can't believe i did that that's the one you want to marry yeah no <laughs> It depends, what, it depends what that mistake was, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, a lot of women that can't get their hands off men. I mean, you know, yeah, she didn't rob a bank. She, <laughs> you know, but you don't want to marry a girl that can like see you yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. And men are taught that. You guys are taught these stupid things. Like that is just dumb. And yeah. she's, she's not easy. She's just into you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like I, I'll tell you, everything's so messed up. It's just. Well, Martin, you're you're in the dating game these days. You're a single man looking for, for um. No, no, no. I'm not looking. Are you not? I don't, I don't want a partner. I don't want a relationship. I am sick to the back deep for them. I don't I blame you. I I don't know how people keep doing it. Right. I. These people that get married like four times. I'm like, are you mental? Like I I always said, like, I I'm I've been married five years this month. I've been with my missus. Married? No, you've been for... happily married five years. I've been married five years. I've been, <laughs> like four of them have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, but we've been together 15. Um, 
I completely lost my train of thought. Why did you that. ask her? What happened? What happened? What was the big moment after ten years that? Um, I remember. I'll, I'll answer that in a second. But I remember where I was going. And I've lost it again. Um, basically, uh, why did I wait that long? Um, well, we had a, we had an issue. So when we first got together, neither neither of us wanted children. So like, I remember I remember one of our first dates. We were like, "Yep, yeah, I don't want kids. You don't want kids. This is perfect." Oh, and then it got, says that. And then it got to the point where I was like, "Actually, I want to have children." And she was like, "I don't want to have kids." And she stayed said that up until we had Leo, pretty much. Um, but then we got to sort of ten years, and I was like, "Look, this is this is it." So I'm. 37 so i was like 31 32 and i was just like look this is going to be a deal breaker now whether we have children or not and and then she she basically put in a load of stumbling blocks so she was like right okay well um i want to own our own house and i want to get married first i was like i didn't really have a job that paid great at the time so i was like oh, how am i gonna i was like so I, I just, she was just sort of batting it down the road but i was like right okay so i just used it as motivation i was like right get a better job got a better job right buy the house right boom get married boom and then as soon as we got married i was like you're coming off the pill that's that's it you're off it and what the wedding night was the last night she was like she was taking the pill and then thankfully we got we got pregnant within. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't have any trouble. My three God. months. Trouble. Three months it was. Oh and wow! You, you train a four. After all your hard work, you deserve that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You should tell your son that story that you were the one that wanted kids. Yeah, you mother, your mother didn't want your son. And yeah. then she <laughs> had the baby, and she's like over the moon about the baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those yeah. are the ones that go. They they fall the furthest. The ones who say, "I don't want it." But she doesn't, but she won't. Um, I want another one, and she doesn't want another one, so that's uh, why don't you buy her like a diamond ring or something? Like, obviously, <laughs> this is a this is a negotiating, yeah. I, I think I think it's a pony or another horse, I think, would do it. Um, might do the trick. Well, you know, you look at these things in America, at least, and I don't know about America, but uh, only children are amazing, they're like astronauts, they're like, they're, so if it does happen that you don't get the second one. Yeah. Um, this little guy of yours is going to be like amazing because he's talking to adults all the time. He's not picking his nose with his friend watching the cartoon 8,000 yeah. times. You know, it's like he's he's a smarter dude. So, yeah. but I hope you do. I hope you get another one. Oh, me too. Yeah. Back to trade of four. People getting married more than once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, remember now. Yeah. I, I, I always said, I, I always said, I. I'll get married once and that's it. So even if even if we break up, um, I'll just never do it. I'll never do it again, ever. I, like, I'm, I'm not married. I've never been married. I don't really think I want to get married. But I might meet somebody in my mind, you know, I'm, I'm 40 next year. My, my mind might change. But it's, a one, it's, it's an expensive day. And I'm like, why do people want to be doing that four or five times? Like, you have obviously got a lot of money. Yeah, people have a lot of money to do that. 50, well, it's it's each girl you get wants to do it. Like, I'm a second wife, so but I didn't really care because we were getting married really fast and Kit wasn't Catholic and my mother was all a mess about that. But most people, the girl, if it's her first wedding, she wants the whole enchilada. And in America, it is like it is like Christmas 20 times over. All the stuff she gets. It's amazing. So you can't, I think that's the reason. Do you know, I have, I, have a, I have a bone to pick with American weddings, actually. So um, my friend got married in Dallas 
to a tex a texan lady uh and it, it was honestly one of the worst weddings i've ever been to in my whole entire life Why? so so, so it, now martin you you might be amazed to hear this because so in in america it's apparently you'll, be able, weddings. you'll be able to tell me if this is a thing or not beth but they have daytime weddings in america where they just end in the daytime and there's no nighttime do, right? Cheap, so in cheap, England, cheap, cheap, cheap. So in England, it's all about the party, right? So <laughs> you get married, we don't care about the wedding, we just want to have the party. So we, so my friend got married. It was by this lake. It was beautiful, you know. It was outdoors. We went, we went, we went back to this um, barn, had some food. About six o'clock, I started to loosen up a little bit. I've had a couple of, I started on the iced teas and then I, then I got onto the, the vodka. Yeah, good. Started, to, started to get a loose on the dance floor. Lights come up. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Off you go. We, all the English guys were like, what? <laughs> that, that is, that is terrible. Because people flew in for that. That is, yeah. that is terrible. I, and I guess it was cheap, but... You know, the thing I like about um, British people is the way you drink hard liquor and then you dance. You really, <laughs> do, you really do. You know, Americans are a little bit uncomfortable about the whole thing. But that when you invite people from other cities, I think you should give them a night like the, you know, the rehearsal dinner the wedding, yeah. and then breakfast the next day because they spent like 800 bucks on this. Yeah, the gift. I don't know about anybody else, but I do my utmost to avoid the wedding and just go to the parties. Right, <laughs> like, what I can come to? No, no. What part? I'm there. Save me a table. I don't want to sit down and listen to people talk speeches and. Yeah, I'm not interested in that and overpriced. Me. Oh no, I do like the speech. The speeches are my my favorite. I'm, I must admit. Oh God! Except yeah. when they're very like, you know, posh. Is that the word? Like, oh my yeah. God. Uh, they're funny when they're funny. But yeah. I've been to I hear about the groom getting naked in Amsterdam or something like that. Not yeah. about how it was great. God, my fa my father-in-law, oh, my God. He, he, he took half an hour with his speech. We were all yeah. like, oh, my God, come on. Yeah. Mom. Was he talking about how wonderful his daughter was? A little bit, but then he, then he started talking about. about his, so we got we got married in we got. Uh, funnily enough, we actually got married in the same hotel as as. Um, sorry, that, that's a lie. We got married. So there's two hotels, um, Mia and the Stanleylands, and they're owned by the same family. Mm -hmm. And my mother-in-law and father-in-law got married in one hotel, and we got married in another hotel. And he, but he told, he just went on to tell this story about like how it was the same hotel family, and uh, we were just like, <laughs> oh god! And he goes, "Yeah, I don't like that. I like it when they tell embarrassing stories that are funny because then yeah. I love the guy. You know, it's like I can't. Yeah, we we have a lot of those like uh, congratulate, and then they act like." They're saying, oh, well, you know, I went to Harvard, but anybody could get in. You know, that's stupid. Yeah. Oh, I, it, it was, I like Irish wedding. I like Irish people for this reason. I like how they. Alcohol. Oh, <laughs> I do. They're just like, if they drink enough, they're funny. Even if funerals yeah. are funny. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to hear how great you are. One time I went to one and this guy came from Scotland with his family, right? And he brings his sword from his family. Okay. I'm like, this will be fun. But no, it was like a Scottish, it was like we were all present when Robert the Bruce took the, you know, <laughs> it's this to people, it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. So, I just want to go to the parties. When did you leave New York then, Beth? Well, how, long, how long have you been in uh, I, New York? I've been in Texas, oh my God, um, since I was 
19 and I went wow. to work for Stanley Marcus at Neiman Marcus and they would, I didn't blend because I'm loud and, you know, I want to laugh and I, everything I do is wrong because Texas girls are, are pretty, you know what I mean? They really mm -hmm. are. Yeah, so yeah. I've been here for like, I don't know, 50 years and I'm still not blending. It's like all my friends are from New Jersey. It's like we're this, we're these outliers and we just, they, they seat us at tables in the back of the restaurant. And yeah. It's funny, because my friends, my friend, his all his friends are from the UK. So he lives in Houston, and all his friends are not not, not American. They're all it's hard. Pretty. It's hard. I mean, yeah. I love them, and we get along great. But I guess it's a sense of humor thing, or yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh no, the girls in Texas are great. Do you know what? I, I, I went when we went to my friend's wedding in Texas. We had I had a problem with the air conditioning in our hotel, and I went to uh, it, it wasn't working right. So I went to oh, I went yeah, to the, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, and it was um, thir it was like thirty five degrees Celsius. I don't know what it is yeah. in Fahrenheit, but that's it is warm. Um, anyway, I went to reception and I was like, "Excuse me, um, the air conditioning unit isn't working. Can you help me, please?" And this this she was a. Um, What's the word? For, uh, probably Spanish, Me Mexican. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cute as a button, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she spoke back to me English. It was definitely English words, but I, I remember going to. A, I'm I'm sorry. I said I, I I know you're speaking English, but I don't understand the words yeah, you just said to me. Speaking Spanglish, Spanish English. It's yeah. Spanglish, and it's very fast and. You, just uh, it was like, you know, if it, was it Descartes that said about if, if, if a lion spoke English, you would not understand it because you just couldn't understand the context it was talking in? That was literally like the conversation I was having with this lady. I was like, I, I, I recognized the words, but they just didn't make any sense. You need to do sign language, just, you know, like sweating, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, and, and really, there are, there are dialects here that I don't even get. And they yeah. don't like my voice. You know, like they, they don't like I'm not I, I should I should sue that I should. In fact, at Neiman's, they would say just fold and refold sweaters. Breathe through your nose. Just don't even they didn't even like my smile because it was too it, it wasn't pretty. There's this pretty girl thing that I just missed because I was with my dad, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just don't have the chops, the girl chops. I'm not coy. Koi is yeah. like, oh my God, and the girls in Dallas and in Houston were koi. Oh, the sense of humor thing is so, it's very different from the British, the British side. The British side. Um, I think people that have, been, Americans that have been to the UK tend to understand it, uh, tend to understand it. Well, I, I remember my friend's wife, um, Trin, she, I remember we were driving into New, New York. She drove us into New York for the day, right? And I was just having a conversation with Dan, and I was saying, oh, about, oh, you know, this guy, he's really taking the piss. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, he's take, taking the piss. And she went, what? Like, he's getting his knob out and having a piss? I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, Trin. He's taking the piss. What does it mean? Out. What does it mean? I've always... like, taking the piss means, like, um, taking the mick out, like you're poking fun, like you're... Uh, yeah, um, I was taking a piss. I'm no, like, no, no. <laughs> and I was no, like, fine, that's fine. No, it's, so, it's very common here. You'd be like, are you taking the piss, mate? Like, are you, are you joking? You're joking. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god, no, that one. You know, we really should have like, um, you know, when we go to foreign countries that speak English, yeah. there should still be um, the book on translations, yeah, you know what I mean? Because you can yeah. get some trouble. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I remember being on holiday in 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 the Dominican, and the big big Texan guy was in the pool. And I always like to talk to Americans because I just find them I find them fascinating. But I remember ch- started chatting away to him. He was like, oh, "I love your accent," and I said, "I, I don't have an accent." He said, like, "I don't know your accent." I said, "No, no, this is the way English is supposed to be spoken. You're the one with the accent." <laughs> but you know, if you came to Texas with that accent, you could. We believe you are right. Yeah. And we believe like JFK with his Boston accent, like you could sell ice to the Eskimos in Texas. Yeah. Well, I remember we, 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 got, we got on a plane from Dallas, uh, yeah, Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth to Vegas. My friend was having his stag doing in Vegas. And we were walking down the plane. And I just I'll never forget these two young girls who were like 14 or 15. They were like, oh my God, there's British people on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, darling. Yes, we are very British. (laughs) (laughs) They don't get out much. Not those girls. No, no. Um, Have you mentioned um, being a a playwright? So love, love to talk about that. Yeah, talk us a little bit about the stuff you've done. uh, The playwriting actually isn't hard to get done because uh, I live in the town, and you can knock on the door, and people, you can hound people into doing it. The screenwriting the 33 years of screenwriting has been hard, but my closest number, my closest success almost, my brass ring, had it in my hand, was um, Eric Clapton. And what happened was, um, I have this group of girlfriends and we were raising our kids together and trying to keep um, beer out of (laughs) third grade or whatever, you know? So like a lot of work to do with these boys. And it was a group of like six women and we got together every week. And we got to talking around 40 and it was like, what haven't we done? None of us had seen Eric Clapton. Okay. In concert, big mistake. So we decided we were going to go to a concert, but then we decided it would be even better to meet him. And at the time he had a rehab center in the Caribbean called Crossroads. So we decided that we would test positive for drugs and go to the rehab center. Us is married to a psychiatrist, so we had this like all ready to go. We were ready to do it, and one of the girls said, "You know, it's wrong." I'm like, "God, it is wrong." So, so they said, "Why don't you write it up as a screenplay?" So it became pursuing Eric, and it was about these four girls, and um, it was taken by a British producer, Avenue Pictures, and he he said, "Can you make the girls British?" I'm like, "Sure." So. We had these four girls and what we did was um, one of the girls was married to a doctor who went into private practice and all the songs got twisted up. Like Layla, he was gorgeous at 42. She was kind of overweight. So he had her on her knees. Like all the songs just got this, you know, what happens as you age, right? So, and we we tried all these different ways in the story to meet Eric Clapton and um, every, every single one of them failed. But it got to Eric and he liked it. And he said, um, he had a Anders, Mark Anders or something was his lawyer. He didn't have an agent. They were going to take it to Warner Brothers for me and get a green light. So wow. like, and he, he was like, he was like, just don't make me come to the um, premiere. We're like, fine, because you shouldn't because we, we're pursuing you and we can't catch, catch you. <laughs> yeah. So he takes it over. And he was also in a little bit of trouble not doing enough um, 
uh, live performances because he had three little girls and he wanted to be a great dad, right? So um, he gets over there. Warner Brothers goes to music. They're talking. He's got it on his lap. The guy goes, what else are you here for? And he says, well, I'm taking this over to movies. Um, it's called Pursuing Eric. It's a movie I want to help get made. And the guy said, you can't do it. You're an icon. Couldn't believe it. So I get this letter from Eric and his lawyer that says, you will not believe it. The only time in his entire life, Eric has decided to err on the side of caution. Oh my God, that is yeah. so horrible for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and he was going to get the girls from the East Enders to be in it and all his friends. And, oh, such a close call. Then I had yeah. with um, Peter Font. Like, it's really hard to get to the finish line if you're not mm. married to like uh, Tom Cruise or somebody. Yeah. So, but it's still fascinating, and I have a new one, and it's um, it's going to get it's going to get creamed. The other thing that creams you nowadays is political correctness or like yeah. I had one about the wolves being reintroduced at Yellowstone and it was kind of like an animation thing. And it's been amazing transformation of the whole place and a group of uh, people who like wolves and don't like wolves. And it was going to be a boycott. You see what I mean? Like, that's yeah, why it's all despicable me and uh, these characters that aren't real because you can't afford to have uh, a boycott on the internet. No. So it's getting a little more difficult. And the new one I wrote, I can definitely see how it's going to fail, but it's still fascinating, you know, to yeah. just keep trying. So, yeah, that's my thing. I do want to tell you guys the thing that I wanted to tell you. Okay, so in the Wall Street Journal, there's this article that never happens, okay? And the Wall Street Journal in our, in our city is a magazine for guys, and it's about money. And I, I was been telling my husband for 46 years, you guys care about your money so much, but you never read about divorce. You never figure it out. Yeah. Money goes out the window every time. This is the first article about marriage and it's self-help for men. And it says this one thing that men do, which is because you're raised to do it. You hurt your girlfriend or your wife and you don't, you say, I didn't mean it. And really, she doesn't care. She wants you to think about how hurt she is. But you were raised, like when you played um, football, get up, get up. Or, you know, it doesn't hurt if you didn't mean it, is how you were raised. That's not how she was raised. And I'm like, that's the key to it. And so he wants to bring it to grammar schools where guys, little kids, have, little boys have to sit down. And he calls it emotional um, uh, empathy. You got to learn to do it like a girl if you want to marry a girl. You know what I mean? So it's like all of a sudden you guys are getting savvy about about how to keep her happy. And this is a secret. And that's that's really the truth. I will say I had that fight for 20 years. He said, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it's hard. Being married is hard because you marry an opposite who was raised completely differently than you. Yeah. You know, well, here in, in the UK and Cheshire, just pay. Just have lots of money. <laughs> well, me, and my, me and my wife talk about this. We, we are, me, me and my wife are polar opposites, complete opposites. Um, we, we grew up 
I always say she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth. I was born with nothing. So our, our perspective on life is very, very different. Um, you know, we do well now, but for me, she's always had that. Whereas me, I'm new to it. Um, so my perspective of like, I'll give you, I'll give you a really simple example of what I'm talking about. And she, she doesn't listen to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. But um, I remember on, on her Hindu. Uh, she was, um, she, you know, when you're organising it. You want, you say, right, I need fifty pound from everybody as a deposit to get, so we can book it all. Blah, blah. And the people were like, some people would pay, and then other people, were like, oh, I haven't quite got the money, or but she couldn't grasp how somebody couldn't just have fifty quid. And I was like, and I was like, but, but some people don't have money. Like people have to save, and people don't earn a lot of money. But she just couldn't. But she's like, but it's just fifty quid. Like, how could you not have fifty quid? Yeah. Uh, but so she, because she's always had it, yeah. she's never she's never understood that people don't have it. And then you throw money at things like. Um, somebody's upset, so they go to therapy or yeah. get a spa treatment. Like yeah. there's these answers that that other that people don't have. Like poor people will just go out and try to buy three beers or something. You know? yeah. It's just a whole different way of dealing with trouble too. Yeah, it's really. But there's probably a lot of chemistry, and you know. Yeah, yeah. well, I think <clears throat> I've, I've described this before. I think we we both come at parenting from a very different angle, but we always try to get to the same end goal which is why i think it kind of works I think, I think that's nature's way because yeah. i've seen couples that like really genius couples and they both think the same way the kid doesn't have a chance to be anything else like if you're opposites then your child has this option to grow you know i'll take this from you and that from you and yeah. it's a much better way to be a kid you yeah know? like maybe you know it, it the, these couples that are alike i don't even know how they can well, I know what you mean. Like, and this isn't to talk bad on one of the previous guests we had because I think she, she was brilliant. But she, do you remember the last guest, Martin, we had? Well, she was a scientist, wasn't she? Yeah. Her son is going to be a scientist. Like the way like she's the way. So they're both they're both uh, science people. They they're teaching this kid, and this kid is now questioning things. And he, he is a little scientist, so he is just going to go one way. He really needs to be a ballet dancer. He <laughs> anybody. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. It's like it's too hard. It's it really is. So yeah. my, my children are adopted, which is amazing because they were like, I mean, just tell me what you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what did you, what did you come here to do? And it, I wish everybody would do that with every kid just because, this, you know, genetics aren't the end all be all. No. And that could turn out to be a scientist and at 40 say, what, what the hell happened to me? You yeah. know, like you should be able to fail. That's the other thing. People don't fail in it anymore. Mm. Failure is amazing. It teaches you, you had to try it. Yeah. Know? Well, I, 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 I remember, and I, I really need to cut this, I really need to finish this in a second, but I just wanted to make a point on that. So I, I used to do theatre. So I used, I was a performer. I, I performed, really? Wow. I performed in New York. I performed in London. What? What did you uh, work? I got in New York all the time. I was in fame. Oh, my, you were what? Fame. Oh, give me a break. Are you serious? Why don't you tell me that right away? I would have treated you differently. I would have been better. Yes. Oh, yes. We haven't put your uh, Peter Pan picture up on, uh, on any of the podcasts yet, have we? Peter Pan? Is it Peter Pan? I'm sure you sent me a picture of you dressed as Peter Pan or... Jo uh, no, I was Aladdin. I was, I was oh, Aladdin, 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 and I was Joseph and Joseph. Um, but oh the point God. I was, no, was going to make is that 
You don't have to now. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you you go to audition. You go to a lot of auditions and you fail a lot, a lot. I remember. I never forget. I remember. I was doing Aladdin at the the theatre in Gainsborough over here, and I was ill. I was, I was seventeen, I think, at the time, and I was doing Aladdin. And this was before celebrities were doing pantos, because well, that was that's the thing now, isn't it? Celebrities yes. all do pantos. I'm so sick of them. They take every job. Yeah. So the, that wasn't even a thing back when I was doing it. Oh. Uh, and um, I remember, I remember I went on stage and uh, I sort of just stepped through it. And the, 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 the director, she stopped the show and she was like, uh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I don't feel great. And she's like, if you're not going to do your best, get off my fucking stage. And I was like, wow. 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 <laughs> this is like a rehearsal. Like, this is rehearsal. But she's like, if you're not, not going to get on stage and give me 100%, fucking don't get on stage. Get off it. And um, But I remember, I, I remember so I, when, I, when I did Fame in America, I came back to the UK and the local council asked me to put on Fame for, the ki for kids aged 12 to 18. Um, so, so that's what I, I did. But I sat, I sat every everyone down in the audition and i said if we're going to do this it's going to be i'm going to treat you the way it actually is i'm it's not going to be like a school play where everyone's like nice you're going nice to yell at them Good. i'm going to yell i'm going to yell Good. at them and if you if you, and if you if you forget your words you're going to go back and learn it and yeah. and that's and that's the way i went into that it was i'm going to treat you the way i was treated and if you don't like it don't be here here is a great how did that work learn. out yeah that's well. that a great way to learn some you know you learn so you don't get yelled at that's, yeah that's the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. So you were, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm such a starstruck gal, but okay. So you, was it fun? Was it like a dream come true? Yeah. Loved, absolutely. Do you know what? I got, I got, I, so, so I, I always say, right. And believe this or not, because the roles I've managed to get, I was so lucky. Like I was so lucky. So, oh, so I, no, I would be for the, I would be lucky if I got the role. <laughs> you had talent. You no, had no, talent. yeah, I did, but there was just like all the planets aligned. Like so, like I, so I, we were doing the touring show in the UK, and the director had a friend over from America, and he was like, oh, "I'm going to get him in, help with the accents. Um, he's going to help." And he was a casting director, and he oh. said, "Look, we're doing the show in the fall in New York. Do you want to come and audition?" And we were like, "Well, it's a long way to go for an audition." He was like, "Look, if you come." You'll get the you'll get the part. So we literally went from the touring show in the UK over to America, and it was literally, I, 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 honestly, if that casting director hadn't been a friend of the director who just happened to be at the show in London at the time, it, it never happened. Did you have a great time, like after oh. hours and all? Oh, amazing, amazing. Oh, New York is my favorite. When I get to New York, I love New York. Yeah. Plays are coming now, which are kind of fascinating. A new one about the Irish and the black people in 1868 and how they, they went to this club together. And that's where tap dancing was formed. It's called Paradise. Yeah. Really cool stuff. I do have to say something. I have to apologize. I've got a software update on Matt's face and I can't see him. At the <laughs> like for the past, I would have been looking at you. I would have been, I just, and I've been pressing, have you been noticing? I've been pressing like, cancel, yeah. okay, cancel, okay. So anyway, that's, that's what happened with that. But did you just love, I mean, memories of New York running oh. around? Well, do you know what the worst, the worst part was? Um, uh, I was 18, so I couldn't drink. Oh. Well, you, you no, I could have gotten you, you help. You, all you needed was a fake ID. Well, you, you guys have this thing called, I don't know if you still had it, but, it, you know, dip and sip. Yeah. So you could go into the you could go into the bars and the clubs, but you can't you can't drink. If you were a girl, you could have because right. they handed you drinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah. Yeah, no, that was much easier. You were the wrong sex for that one. Yeah. Didn't you just love like three o'clock in the morning? Just mm. walk, oh. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of my favorite cities in the world, New York. Oh, I absolutely God. love it. I would, if I was rich, I would so have an apartment in New York and I'd loan it to all my friends. In fact, I'd probably <laughs> tell you I have an apartment in New York. I'd be so popular with everyone. Because why not? Why should it be empty, right? Yeah. It's like God just didn't give the right person the money. I would, I have thought about it. I would be the most generous, most wonderful millionaire, billionaire. And well, I look, just, if I win the Euro Millions tonight. Yeah, you're, supposed, you're gonna give him some and me some? Yeah, I'll, I'll bet that apartment in New York. You can go. All right, all right. We'll just spend it all in one night. Oh my God! Like Nick Cage spent 125 million bucks, Nicholas Cage, on everything. His new movie's great, but he and he married five times, but 125 million dollars. He bought mausoleums. He bought castles. He bought prehistoric bones. I don't want to be that crazy. No. I don't want to be that crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll rain, rain it back a little bit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I've lost my fingers so much for somebody to win the Euro Millions in all my life. Beth, look, I'm gonna we're gonna have to end it there. Um, it, full disclosure, I'm going to go and play football tonight. So, oh, um, good. What's that called? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but look, I've I've really enjoyed this chat. Like it's Absolutely. been it's been fantastic. I would I'd love to have you on again. At some point, um... I'd love to come back sometime. You guys were so fun. It was great and really so entertaining. You can't, there's no moment where it isn't fun. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'm going to look you up now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye bye. bye.